Scott Dixon literally lapped the field at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, Mav TV and the Freak Radio Network. He joins us now uh, just after a big old press conference and a post-race celebration with some, uh, what I call some nasty beers. I think a great way to kick off this interview, frankly, will you pull that stag up one more time? Scott Dixon, winner of Worldwide Technology Raceway. It's a good beer. It's it's not a good beer because that's the beer my dad would put in the outdoor fridge when he knew me and my boys were coming. It was ninety nine cents a six pack, stag and stag light. You're dating yourself, Kenny. I think it tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah. Again, I drink for effect. Yeah, don't we all? For effect. <laughs> is there ever a time you grab a beer and go, "My God, that's as good as chocolate cake"? No, Mm-mm. no. I, you know, a good beer does taste good. You know, long hot day right now. Yes. Tastes good. All right. Champagne was good. Can you without Yes, you were drinking some of that champagne. You were the only one, though, on the podium. I think all those other guys are underage, though, you know. (laughs) (laughs) David's about as close as it comes. Yes. (laughs) Hey, Dixon, without giving up the secret, how do you manage fuel so well to where you're out? You're in street clothes by the time this race is finished. Because you've already done everything, it's bonkers. Yeah, it was that was a crazy day. I think um, you know Ross was probably the key. Uh, you know, he was he was talking about a lot. You know, the same uh, kind of situation that we had at India as well. You know, I think uh, the compromise this weekend. You know, we qualified sixth or seventh, but then had you know the the penalty to to start. What are we sixteenth or something? That we kind of needed to try something different, you know, to put us in, in, in a, in a good situation. So, um, there was definitely times through the races where I think I was keen to not stay on the strategy. You know, it's kind of pretty verbal about, you know, the car doesn't feel that great. You know, we don't seem that fast, but you know, they were like, Hey, your pace is really good. Um, you're stretching the windows 10 laps, maybe even, yeah, I think even on the first stop, we were maybe six, eight laps longer than some of the other competitors. So, you know, once that starts to snowball, you're going to uh, eliminate the stop. And, and uh, that's exactly what happened. You know, I think the compromise this weekend is not really knowing about, you know, the alternate tires, how that's going to work. You know, we had really no practice. We weren't sure how that was going to play out. Um, but for us, they actually, the pace was really good on those as well. And we were able to, to get the full stint that we needed to, um, you know, to, to capture that lead and, and uh, then really control the race, I think, from that point. Crasher, I know you want to get in there, but for the lay person, my feet are in the car. What are you doing with the throttle and where are you doing that to save gas? Or is it all up on the steering wheel, depending on this little... Yeah, we have no. I wouldn't say any of it's automated. Like we have a lot of tools. You know, there's there's mixtures that we can use. Um, you know, in in the car and and ignition settings as well. That that kind of help with the performance of the car, so you don't get compromised too much on actual straight line speed. But it really improves. You know, um, you know the mileage of the car. But to to drive, you know, your your you know, say into, you know, turn one, you're going from sixth gear down to third gear, but, you know, you kind of want to lift just after start finish, leave it in sixth gear until you get to almost the apex. So you're not over slowing the car. You know, once you go down gears, it's like another break. So you kind of want to get to, you know, the, the apex of the corner and then go down the three gears as quick as possible, but you coast in all that way. And, um, you know, when in the coast phase, especially with these engines, uh, the same with the other competitors too, but it, it, it kind of cuts off the, the fuel flow to the engine. Um, and it's the same going into, into uh, three, but not as dramatic. So there's definitely a style that you need to, 
you know, implement, but also you really need a car that's capable of doing it where you have a, a strong enough front end where you can kind of yeah. carry all that speed in on entry without any brakes, you know, keep the, the pressure on the front and, and uh, get the rotation out of it. So it's a technique, but, but, but uh, also, you know, you've got to have a car that's, that's able to do it. Thank you, Honda. I want to go back to you potentially arguing with Ross or whether it was Chip or whoever it was about the strategy in that if you're you're the driver, you're the one in the cockpit, you're the one that's going to basically putting your life in danger. And if you're not comfortable, how did they convince you otherwise? Yeah, I think there was definitely a moment. um, I think we got stuck behind Carpenter, maybe Uh, the 28 had cleared him. There was there was a bit of a kind of a a melee that went on and turn turn one and two and and I didn't clear him so I was kind of stuck behind him and it was when we were also on the reds and I'm like the the, the alternate tire is not feeling that good right now hmm. um they but they were like well let's you know go to you know four you know full full percent uh or full mixture uh to to get the most you know performance out of the engine and try and pass them and I'm like I can't every time I'm trying to get close to him I'm, I feel like I'm really saturating the tire hurting the tire and oh. I think it's going to compromise us you know at the end of the stint so there was that a lot of that going on and you could hear you know a lot of the time the deflation in their voice you know like oh okay like we can't do anything and I can just imagine Chip right next to Mike saying come on you gotta tell him to pass him he's gotta pass him um, and I'm like hey I'm trying here but it's it's just not going to work so luckily you know I think 10 laps later you know, he had to pit anyway, and, and that kind of opened us up to, to run the, the leader pace that we needed to. And then before we knew it, we were actually running kind of quicker than the leaders, you know, on a lot more laps on red tires than anybody had done. So it was uh, at that point, I think we'd, we'd kind of worked out that we we're in a pretty good situation. Do you feel like you have an advantage because of your talents in the cockpit when the track is relatively green, like it was this weekend, that you have an advantage over so many other people in the field because you are a guy that likes to kind of fly by your seat of the pants? Uh, I think, you know, sometimes it's the starting position, right? You know, Mm -hmm. we were compromised from the start. You know, I think had we started, you know, maybe in our seventh position or wherever we qualified, it might have been a different race for us. Um, Mm -hmm. And that may be true for Indy last week as well. So you're kind of looking at, you know, a lot of the strategies, you know, it'd been a long time since somebody had won with a three-stopper here. So we're like, ah, that might work. And it was the same at Indy last week. We're like, ah, it's been a long time. I think it was maybe... I, yeah, I think Graham tried it maybe um, several years uh, earlier at, at Indy as well on the road course okay. or seven races earlier. Um, and it, it, it uh, was close, but actually we, we, we ended up beating him on a, on a three-stopper. So <laughs> it's, it, um, you know, it's, it's credit to the team. You know, mm-hmm. I think today was really about discipline and sticking to that strategy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Scott Dixon, six championships and going for a seventh. And I'm probably reading between the lines here, but it sounds like you're racing yourself and the Ganassi team and what the other people do is kind of their business. Yeah, I think, um, I think, you know, what's really cool, uh, you know, after this weekend is that it's really only a Ganassi driver that can win the championship. You know, I know, I know, um, obviously I'd much rather be in, in Palou's, uh, you know, shoes right now and, and have that, you know, 74 point, uh, advantage. Um, but you, you got to hand it to them for, for the season that they've had. You know, they've done a tremendous job and, and weekends where they've, you know, maybe struggled or haven't had the speed. They've been able to, to really work it out on strategy. So, you know, uh, for us, you know, we, we were trying to play probably a lot of catch up and, and really try and close that gap. Um, you know, throughout, and we had some races. I think we we could have really turned the season around a little bit earlier, but uh, it's come a little bit late. But but um, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, Chip at the end of the meeting today in the race meeting was like, 
I'm going to get really mad if all four of our cars are on the same strategy at the end of the race. <laughs> so, you know, that was true for, for Indy as well, you know. So uh, I think it's it's a lot of times, you know, when Chip says things, you're like, oh, you know, I'm not sure that's really valid. But, you know, come to the end of the day, you know, it, uh, it, obviously, it obviously plays true. So, you know, it's, it's kind of fun that he puts those tidbits in there to, to make everybody really think about. Everybody has in in our team meeting when there's four of us. Everybody has an opportunity to win the race. You, you know, anybody can find that perfect strategy, uh, and no matter where you're starting. And and uh, he brings that up a lot. And and obviously today was one of those days. Scott Dixon, that's a spectacular answer, but not an answer. <laughs> so we're going to go on, and uh, you don't want to answer that, I suppose. Uh, there were several years ago. When you got to Sonoma, I think it was the last race of the year, and you were, you know, gobbling people down 50 points a race. And it sounds like you're going to do that again, or at least you're trying to do that again this year. Yeah, I think it'd be really special if Palou decided to sit out Portland. Um, that would make it great for IndyCar you know he's been a bit greedy this year Um, so I think it would only be fair that maybe he takes his you know his lovely wife on vacation um, Portland weekend and just you know decides to show up for Laguna it's a it's a holiday weekend might as well yeah let's do it Labor Day I don't believe a uh, damn thing that you're saying you're you're going in there guns out and blazing we'll be trying whatever we'll we'll be doing whatever we can to win the last two races but but um, we need a little bit of help, that's for sure. Are you that vicious to where if it comes down to the last race, last couple of laps, that you have to pull something a little dirty? Whatever it takes, man. Yeah. It's a championship. I think that's true for 90% of the people on the grid, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest. That's true. Yeah. 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 Well, it's fantastic, man. We It's uh, never disappointment when Scott Dixon rolls in the Freak Nation, man. Uh, I just I can't say it enough. It's just so badass. And yeah. the stat, man, right there on your screen has been on your bandwagon from the get-go. We forget about picking Scott Dixon with our Freak's picks and – Nobody picked me today. Oh, oh. Statman did. Statman. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. List, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. And Thank he tells you. us all the time, never leave out Dixon. <laughs> yeah. Scott, as always, thanks, man. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate it. Good to see you guys.